When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today we're going to be talking about the movie Gabriel's Redemption Part 1. It is coming on June 22nd to Passion Flicks, and today is the 20th, and I had the good fortune of watching a screener of the movie, and I thought I would take a moment to do a podcast to talk about it. I wanted to write an article and I was writing an article, but then I realized I just had so many things that I wanted to say and it just seemed like it made more sense to talk about them than to try to record them. So uh, record them in written form, I should say. So we're doing a podcast and I just, I'm not going to spoil anything for those who haven't seen it. Um, obviously the, those, those very lucky individuals who were over in London at the premiere, they got to see it uh, last week and by all accounts, it was amazing. And uh, let me tell you, I have seen it myself and I was amazed. And, you know, it's it's funny. One of the reasons I wanted to, you know, to do a podcast was to be able to talk about it. And sometimes when you're writing things, you can't adequately express what things mean. And, you know, when I think of the word amazed and I think about applying that word to this movie, it almost doesn't feel like it's the right word because yes, I was amazed. I was amazed because it's so good. And I was just utterly captivated the entire time I watched it, but I wasn't really amazed that it is amazing. And let me explain that. We've been watching these movies. They've been in, in our lives for almost four years. They've been in production for four years. And so uh, Giulio Baruti wrote a, a really nice Instagram post talking about his experience and the four years of filming. And, um, you know, so for the actors and for the crew, for Passion Flicks, this has been a four-year experience to bring these movies to life. And the first one premiered and in, in the first movie premiered during the pandemic in 2020. And so for fans, it's been about three years, but for the actors, it's been four. And, you know, when you think about that span of time, in a lot of ways, it doesn't really seem like a lot of time because you think about things like Marvel movies or these big franchises, you know, TV series, you know, like Game of Thrones and you know, any movie, any series that's been on for a, a long time. And, you know, the cast work together for, you know, extended period of, periods of time. And it can be extended periods of time between when the movies or the series come out. And that's by design. With the case of the Gabriel's movies, the Gabriel series, the only reason that it didn't happen quicker is because of the pandemic. And, you know, otherwise these movies would have come together a lot faster. We know that Tosca works very quickly on these movies and they have found ways to economize the shoots and make sure that they go quicker with, you know, block scheduling and, you know, these blocks of, of script that 
that come together and, and, and they can film things really quickly and efficiently. So if not for the pandemic, we would have had these movies a lot sooner. But if you ask me, and I think if you ask any passionista out there, they will say that in a weird way, circumstantially, these movies are better because of that time that the cast has had to work together. Let me talk about that for a little bit. That's something that I really wanted to hit on because in this movie, that's what really struck me. Um, I, I think you might remember if you read my review of Gabriel's Rapture, I think it was part three. Yeah, it would have been part three. I was praising, you know, every, every movie you can see performances that are just, you know, they just stand out. And for me, Giulio Baruti's performance as Gabriel, it really stood out. Now in Redemption Part One, all of the, all of the credits, I, I mean, it, I shouldn't say all of the credits because all of the credits go to the cast. The entire cast was amazing. There's that word again, amazing. But for me, it was Melanie Zanetti's ability to kind of encapsulate all of this experience of going from a college student to, you know, she was a grad student to, you know, working on her PhD now. And she has just progressed so much in these films. And that's what I've always loved about her character, because throughout the books, you see this evolution of a woman who goes from someone who is you know, very shy and, 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 and quiet to someone who stands on her own two feet. She has no problem. Um, you know, Julianne has no problem in this movie standing up for what she believes in. You know, when, when Gabriel says that her paper isn't, you know, she, she's making a mistake with her paper and she doesn't back down. She stands up to him and knowing how close these two characters are in their relationship and knowing, you know, what that means as, you know, as a woman, as a, um, as a wife, as a, a student in academia, which is very heavily male, male oriented, that is, a, that's a huge feat. That's not something that's to be done lightly. And she is able to capture that in her performance. And it's just mesmerizing to watch. It is, it's truly mesmerizing. Now, I want to go back to this idea of the cast and the brilliance of the cast, because that is something that, again, a testament of time with this film, this film in particular. And again, the funny thing is, is as I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about the fact that this is just the first installment. Granted, they filmed all of these movies, you know, they filmed all three movies in the trilogy at the same time. So they're, they're, they're all going to have a very similar feel to them. And I think that's why I'm so excited about redemption because you can see how that time that the cast has been together, you can see it in the way these performances come through. And to just kind of highlight that, if you think back to the first interview I did with the cast, and that was in my goodness, that was in, you know, early or, you know, late spring 2020 when Gabriel's Inferno part one came, came out. And one of the things I heard universally from anyone who saw that interview, I heard everybody say that what they loved the most was that first few minutes when the cast got on zoom together 
And they were all talking to each other because we'd all been in lockdown at that point and they hadn't seen each other since filming the movie. And for them, you know, they, they had gotten to know each other through this shoot, but they had only really started, they had done a little bit for Rapture, um, but they hadn't, they hadn't really, you know, done much. They had, or maybe it was, it was the other Inferno movies. I can't remember off the top of my head, but the point is they had, they had just gotten to know each other and you could see already that they were very, very close. Now moving ahead, you know, three years later, three years after that interview, you can see that this doesn't feel like a movie about a family. When you see Richard and you see Rachel and Aaron and you see, you know, all of the different family members coming together in this movie, when you see Paul, when you see Krista, when you see Pacciani, when you see all of these characters, they feel authentic. They feel like they have been fully fleshed out because these actors have been playing these characters for four years. They know these characters inside and out. They embody them in every facet of the word. They know who these characters are and they can, they can, they can act without even saying a word. It's a look. I mean, Margot Brooke is, is so brilliant as Krista in this movie because she really gets to come out and show those, those tools in the actor's toolkit. She gets to be devious. She gets to be insidious. She gets to be sarcastic and snarky. And she does it so amazingly well. And the funniest part is that she is such a nice person in real life that, you know, that's, I mean, all of these characters, you know, and we, we struggled with, you know, with Rhett Wellington as Simon and, and Christian Veed as, as Pacciani. Like we don't, we don't want to to think of them as as you were playing these villains, but my God, they are so good in these roles that you just can't deny that they are so good at it. And so it's not just the it's not just the heroes; it's the villains too who are able to fully realize these characters. And I think you know, for me, I would even wonder if the quality of this movie would be as good if not for the extra time that it took to film them because of the pandemic. And I say that, I don't say that lightly because obviously Tosca and her team would never put out anything less than a perfect adaptation of a book. So it's not that I don't think that, that it would have happened from that perspective. What I'm saying is that, you know, it's like, it's like if you're, if you're cooking something and you have something marinating you know, you can, you can marinate something for an hour and it'll taste fine. But if you let it marinate for a day, it's going to taste even better. That's what I'm saying. This, this movie is fully marinated. And so now we're seeing the results of that. And it's just absolutely brilliant. It really is. The characters are just so, it's so much fun to watch them. And I think it's even more fun thinking about how close they are as a cast. When I think of James Andrew Frazier and his interactions with Julio and, and, you know, watching Paul and the tension between Paul and Gabriel, knowing that they're so close in real life, it really lends this, this, I mean, you can tell they're having fun with it. You can tell that they, they, they were enjoying playing that scene because it gets so heated and it, it feels so real. 
And yet, you know that they like each other. You know, they're very close in real life. Um, you know, again, Krista's performance or Margot's performance as Krista is just is breathtaking. All of the scenes with the family, you feel like these are an actual family. And it's just it's so much fun to see because for those of us who have been fans of these books for so long, they are a family. I mean, they, like they they have become part of our lives. You know, we know these characters inside and out. And so to see them in a way that, you know, where they come to life, you know, so authentically and with so much heart and so much, it's just, it's, it really is something to behold. And I really can't say enough about, you know, the fact that we are fortunate. We are so fortunate as fans that passion flicks exists to bring these stories to life. And you've heard me talk about, you know, how rare that is. And I'm looking around at the landscape right now. And and if you are following anything that's going on in the entertainment industry and seeing how budgets are being slashed and, and Netflix and HBO, you know, HBO max now, or max, it's just max. It's not HBO max. It's just max. Max and Netflix and Amazon Prime and, you know, all of these big, these big studios with these streaming platforms, I mean, they're canceling stuff left and right because they can't invest in so many quality projects. So they have to trim somewhere. And so these projects are being kind of left by the wayside. And it makes me so grateful that these properties that we love so much, I mean, if you take if you take one look at what was going on at the London premiere last week to see the cast members from so many different passion flicks and projects driven the secret life of Amy Benson, uh, wait with me. Um, they, they were all there. It, there. Everybody was there. Everybody was having a great time together. And to know that these books that we love so much are being celebrated and that there are so many more in the works. That's what really just you know, again, it just, it kind of boggles my mind to think that we are so fortunate to have this, you know, to have passion flicks and to have the the ability to see these books come to life in such a, a genuine, authentic, dedicated way. It's just, it's just incredible. Now, I definitely want to make sure that I mention some of the other performances in this movie because again, it's the performances in this movie that really make it. There's a lot of ground to cover in redemption. You know, we have, uh, we have the early marital life between Julianne and Gabriel as they adjust to life as a, as a husband and wife and as, you know, a PhD student and a professor and, you know, a professor who is known for being an expert in his field and, you know, how does that translate when he's married to somebody who's trying to become another expert in his field? That's not easy. It's not an easy thing to balance. And Gabriel has a lot of learning to do. And fortunately, he has a wonderful family who's so supportive. Um, Julia, Julia Barrett Mitchell is Rachel, and she is just so brilliant. The way that she plays Julia in this this movie is so fun to see because Nothing get pa- gets past Julia or gets past, well, Julia, 
Rachel as Julia. This gets very meta here. It's very, very hard to keep track of all of the Julias, the, the Mitchells and all of that, but nothing gets past Rachel and Julia Barrett Mitchell does such a great job of playing off of Gabriel and, uh, you know, Julio as Gabriel and Melanie as Julianne. And, you know, really, I mean, she, she doesn't, she doesn't have to pull any punches. I mean, she gets to go in there and she goes right to, to Julia and says, Hey, what, you know, what's going on? There's tension here. She knows that Gabriel is, is, you know, in the doghouse. She knows it. She just, it, 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 she doesn't even have to, to talk to them, to him, to know that something's gone wrong and it's his fault. I mean, that's, that's what's so great. And then you have, um, you have Malachi Cleary and, uh, Zach Holden as Richard and Aaron, and they are, you know, they, they try to give Gabriel advice and it's just so, again, it's so much, it's so much more fun to watch these scenes of the family together because they feel like they genuinely are a family. They feel like they have been, you know, working together far longer than four years, but you know, it's just, it's just such a great wholesome feeling to have them working on such a, a deep level. And you kind of forget that they are actors and you just really melt into their characters in such a, a deep way. And I really, I really appreciate the work that they did in this movie. And it just, you know, I think back to where we started with Inferno, where, um, you know, Grace had just passed and, and it was a completely different vibe. And so to arrive at this point, even though in the movie, not that much time has passed because so much time has passed with us, with the cast, again, it just feels like it's just such a deeper connection to these characters and that the story has a deeper meaning because we've all kind of been, you know, we've been on this journey together as a global community so there, it's just, it's just really special. I have to say though, that Linda Atkinson as Catherine Picton, she's delightful and she brings something to this, this movie that it just, it puts a smile on my face to think about it because it's not easy to play a character like Catherine Picton because, you know, she's, she's, she knows who she is. She's unapologetic. She's going to speak her mind. And that can come off as monumentally abrasive, but she just does it with such finesse that you're just like, you know what? Give me the Catherine Picton spinoff right now. Like, let's have the full Catherine Picton right now and, and just let her go. And, you know, like, let's, let's see her on a... I don't know. Like I think of like an American idol panel, you know, like she would be the one that you would want to hear her reaction because she's going to say something or better yet. Great British bake off. She should be a judge on great British bake off. There should be some kind of short story about Catherine Picton judging people's baking. That would be so much fun to watch. And, uh, maybe that's just me, but Linda Atkinson absolutely nails this role. So you're going to see the movie very short time. It's going to be coming out in just a couple of days. You're going to love it. You're going to love it because I love it. And I know that if I like it, that means you're going to love it too. 
it's passion flicks. It's, it's exactly what we have come to expect from passion flicks. And it's what we love about passion flicks. And you can see that Tosca is really in her element and you can see the evolution of, you know, how the, how these movies, I mean, they've been working with these characters for years now. And so to bring the third set of, of movies together, you can see how far they've come and we're the beneficiaries. That's, you know, that's why I keep saying we're so fortunate, so lucky to have passion flicks because we're the ones that benefit from all of this experience that they've gained from working on these movies and developing these movies and seeing the brilliant sites, filming them on location, knowing that they're, they're not sparing any expense in getting to these locations and making it book authentic. And it's just, it's, it's a real treat and you're going to enjoy it. It comes out on June 22nd and I would love to hear what you think of it as soon as you see it. So make sure that you send me a message. You know where to find me at uh, at Twitter and Instagram at Sarah Beth Pollock. And if you have made it to the end of this podcast, thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry. I sound a little congested. I've been allergy having allergies today, but, uh, but yeah, we shall talk again very soon. I'm guessing there's going to be some supporting content and, uh, there might be some fun interviews coming up. I'm not going to say too much, but, uh, I do have some plans. So hopefully we can, uh, we can get back and talk some more Gabriel's redemption part one with some members of the cast and all of that good stuff. So keep an eye on the podcast. Thank you again for your support. And we will talk very soon. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 